Welcome to Beyond Politics, broadcast on WKXL and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Matt Robeson, and I was really pleased this week to once again join legendary radio broadcaster Howard Monroe on his show out of West Virginia to talk about Joe Manchin's big decision to not support the Build Back Better bill any further and what it means for the future of Joe Biden's signature legislative priority. Obviously, this is a perfect time to appear on Howard Monroe's show. He knows Joe Manchin personally. He talks about him and with him all the time out of West Virginia. So we had a really fascinating discussion. I'm happy to bring it to you. So here's Howard Monroe. Well, good morning. How are you? Well, good. West Virginia South finds itself in the center of the storm once again, that's for sure. Uh, yes, all eyes of the nation do seem to once again be fixed on West Virginia. Congratulations. I, I couldn't, you know, what led me back to this for the one political stuff. I lose my fee off against a lot of political opinion pieces. And I, I, don't, I don't think I've read 10% of other than Manchin, however, he said the media feeds, trying to figure out what motivates him, trying to figure out why he did it, trying to, you know, there's some weird stuff out there, and you want to send some of this back to him. One report says that Manchin is telling colleagues that he, he's afraid the child care tax credit money will go to people that use it for drugs, and he's being complimented that it will make people just go out and get money and spend it. I have a hard time believing that it's really true. Everybody's trying to figure out Manchin's mind still. I, look, I, I think you and I should should try a little detective work here. And I'm, I, I would suggest a few things that I think it's not. I, I can't say what it is, and I'm not sure about any of this. But let's just, let's just use our brains a little bit here and think about this. So one thing that's been suggested is there are some wild theories Right, that you just alluded to, that maybe he thinks the money won't go to the right things. I, I, I don't think that's particularly likely. He's a very smart man. He's a U.S. senator. Now, maybe sometimes politically it's smart to throw things out, to say things in the language that echoes what people say in their everyday lives. And People may have that misimpression, and maybe echoing a little bit of that in your statements is a way of saying to people, I hear you, I identify with you, your concerns are my concerns. But deep down, do I think that is a reason for Joe Manchin to oppose the Build Back Better bill? No, I wouldn't put that in, in my most likely suspect. I'll tell you something else. I don't think that. You agree. I don't know, you know, supposedly you said that to some people, but I think what they may have been looking at is his, is his claim, which he said publicly, that he thinks some of these things should be uh, means tested, that not everybody should get the child care tax credit, but ought to be means tested for some of the extra money. I think that's kind of morphed into what you were saying, but that people are saying, people are going to waste that money or waste their vacation time. I, that doesn't, I know Joe Manchin is a very supportive person, so that does not sound like a plan to me. So I agree that that's one of the things. I think it's probably not a yeah, I, I, I'm with you, and I'll give you another one that I think we can cross off the list. I'm not sure. There was a lot of 
discussion in the last day or so about and, and some of it was captured in an article in the hill the capitol hill newspaper by steve clements who's a guy i actually used to work with who's a friend and a longtime friend colleague of joe manchin's he says that the real problem was that white house staff were uncivil to joe manchin didn't give him his due respect called him out by name when they put out a press release saying that Build Back Better was going to be delayed about a week ago, and that that was the real culprit here, that people were being too rude to him. Again, I'm not a psychic here, but Joe Manchin is a big boy. You know, he's, he's, this is not his first rodeo. He's, he's been in this game a long time. I agree with him that if you've got kayakers around his houseboat protesting him, folks, what do you think you're accomplishing? How is this? How is this helpful? How is that good? I mean, that's that's stupid. I agree with that. But is that the reason that he would make a 1.75 trillion dollar decision because some White House staff put his name into a press release? I would put that one on the not very likely list. I'll tell you, I, I think that, I mean, maybe your point is well taken, and I saw the Hoppy interview, and I mean, look, again, you know you know, how, what makes Joe Manchin tick on a level that, that I don't. It just, to me, feels like more of a kind of convenient excuse for, you know, kind of like, <laughs> you're, you're going to have a temper tantrum, or you're, you know, you, you want to do it anyway. It's a justification more than a reason to me. I, to me, I, is there anything else that would cut, kind of cross off the list? I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything dramatic that's been thrown out there that, that, that this was, you know, some on the progressive left have suggested, well, this was, this was a swindle the whole time. Once he got infrastructure, he was negotiating in bad faith. That just doesn't line up with everything that he's done all along since then, all of the private stuff that he's done, there's there's a pretty if he's if he's been acting, it's been a heck of a con job. I don't that doesn't seem very likely. I mean to me all of these things pale in comparison to 
the really likely culprit here, which is it's just very obvious politics. I mean, obviously Joe Biden lost West Virginia by almost 40 points. And right now, in polling, some reasonable pollsters, not just partisan pollsters, but if you look at polling in West Virginia, and you, you know I have problems with polling, so I take all this with a big grain of salt, but a majority of West Virginians oppose Build Back Better. Almost 60% of independents strongly oppose, in their own words, Build Back Better. And then when you look more broadly across the country at polling, items like expanded child tax payments, they're about to expire. They're, they're popular. You get 49% support, 38% opposed. But at the same time, as much as people say generally, yeah, I like that. I like giving money to children, especially poor children. I like lifting poor children out of poverty. I'm glad a majority of Americans don't like that. A majority also says that we shouldn't make that permanent. And why? It's because, again, if you look back at polling in West Virginia, almost three-quarters of West Virginia's the Virginians are really worried about inflation. About two-thirds think that the Build Back Better bill, right or wrong, they think that it will make inflation worse. And so when you hear in Joe Manchin's statements about the bill, him linking Build Back Better to inflation and to the pocketbook concerns of the families he represents, I don't think he's just blowing smoke. I think he is reflecting what is on people's minds, and there's no political upside for him here. What is the good from his standpoint to doing this, even if deep down he thinks the economics of it makes sense, and he clearly has questions, the political case is hands down so strong against it. So to me, that's the, that's the number one hands down reason. Sanders this week said, well, the people of West Virginia, boy, when, he hear, when they hear about this, they're going to go crazy. And Senator Sanders said, I'll pay for a poll to be done. I think you got to be careful about that. Because I think if you take a poll on Build Back Better in West Virginia, the overwhelming answer will be no. Now, if you, it's the same thing that I, I can't compare to the Obamacare business. If you take individual pieces of it, you ask them, do you think that we ought to be providing more uh, help for lower income? Is it 
is it going to be good for inflation? Goldman Sachs yesterday said they think that the loss of the backdrop is going to be worse economically than ever past it. So there's, there's some significant facts out there, but I don't think people pay attention to them. I think Joe Manchin is very aware of what the government is in this state. And, and I don't know, people have been asking me about the companies. What does this mean for Manchin's political future? No matter how much he takes a Republican point of view, he will get beaten up by a Republican candidate, probably between Democrat and Morrissey, in the next election. It's like two years, we will be beaten up on that. It's been suggested to me that some of the progressives are taking a hard push on primary invention, maybe even in the primary vote at the end of the general. I don't, I don't know what this means for Joe Manchin, because even though he's doing a lot of what the Republicans want, they're going to want something that always going to be good. Which brings up the question, is he going to switch parties? Well, that is... Boy, that is uh, that's a sauce with a with a pretty tricky recipe. I, I don't know. I I mean, obviously there is a rich history and recent history in West Virginia of Democrats saying, you know, I can't get any further. Or, or what what was what was your governor's uh, uh, exact wording? I can't help you as a Democrat anymore. I, I think it's exactly the way you put it. So sure. I, I mean, if I were a betting man, I would not wager my house on the idea that Joe Manchin is still a Democrat in two years. But I don't see him laying the groundwork for that. And, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, let me tell you a good news story here. So, yes, 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 it could be. It could be that that's the direction he goes. Or he could, he could go independent and continue to caucus with the Democrats. That would be another idea. You know, he kind of functionally acts like the Democrat, but he no longer puts the, the D behind his name. That that would be another possibility. I mean, we could live with that. Bernie Sanders has done that. Yeah, Democrats don't have a problem with that. I think that's a much more realistic possibility. But look, I, I, I really do think that there's a good news version of all of this, which is I don't think he's saying in symbolic logic here, I am against this for all time, and I will not pass anything on this list of priorities that the president has put forward. I do not hear him saying that. He's actually been, he's actually been very careful in his language, and there are reports that he spoke with the president on Sunday afternoon, and they lowered the temperature together, and they, they do have something of understanding. I think you hit the nail on the head a moment ago. This is a branding problem. It is like Obamacare versus the ACA. People should Google this. Go online and Google polling on the Affordable Care Act versus polling on Obamacare. There is a gap. People don't like the name Obamacare because it's associated with Obama. And Build Back Better has a branding problem. And, I, I mean, just look no further than polling on let me let me let me give you three policy ideas and I'm gonna ask you what they have in common. Funding for home health care for seniors and people with disabilities, that's number one. Expanding Medicare coverage to cover hearing, number two. And number three, allowing Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices. You know what those three policy ideas have in common? They all get almost two thirds support from Republicans. So those are pieces of the Build Back Better Act that are overwhelming.
overwhelmingly popular. Does anyone know that those things are in the Build Back Better Act, except for maybe you and me? No. So, to me, this is an opportunity. I don't see this as bad. I see Joe Manchin as handing Democrats a unique opportunity to say, okay, we're done with Build Back Better. Here's something new. We'll call it Schmil Schmack Schmetter. And this time, you know, I, so you know I, I have a couple of podcasts. On one of them, The Great Ideas Show, I had a progressive policy expert, a guy named Ben Ricks. It was about five, six weeks ago when the whole framework for Build Back Better was announced. And I, I said, all right, let's run through it. Let's talk about it. Isn't this great? I was so expecting him to say, oh, this is fantastic. I love all of it. Not at all. Not at all. It's a show worth listening to. You check out the Great Ideas podcast. He said, you know what? Democrats are they are going about this all wrong. They should have really pared down to a few really popular things and do them right and do them well and then brand the whole thing. What if we branded this whole thing as kids and climate? It's just kids and climate. We're going to do universal pre-K, and we're going to do some climate stuff, and that's it. That's all we're going to do. Well, you could sell that. It's simple. People get it. People would understand, and, and you could do it. Now, maybe you could throw in some of these popular provisions that I just rattled off that Republicans love. But there's a, there's a path forward on this. And so, to me, I think there's a big silver lining here, and if Democrats calm down – and play this right, they'll say, you know what? The Build Back Better brand was total poison. We, we killed it. So now let's come up with a better, let's rebrand, repackage what we do, and maybe we've got a shot here. You know, for decades I've always said that what I wish politicians would do, elected officials, is take a problem and run with it. Sit down in a room with a big yellow leaf and list all of the solutions that everybody thinks. Then say, all right, what are the ones we agree with? Let's get those things done. Let's take the things we agree on, take the things we can achieve with some sort of compromise here, and then the other things we'll have to work on at some other time. And I think that may be the best approach for the Democrats here. I don't know whether he's putting likable parts of this in another big deal of some kind, or whether he's raising a handful of these things, you know, one by one, but I think. Some of the things that are not compromising with moderate 
They're super tricky, and I'll say three things briefly. Number one, progressives should realize that Joe Manchin likes nothing better than to kick back on his houseboat and drink a tall glass of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's tears. There's nothing better for him politically than when she talks about what an impediment he is to the progressive agenda. And he says, oh, please, please, just, just say that one more time. I really want to put it into a 30-second ad. So they should just bear that in mind before they go on the record. Number two, this is the as I commercial shooting, literally shooting me at the radio. So, yes, yes. I, oh, I've got an ad idea for you here, Howard. How about him shooting Bill back better? He, the ad writes itself. But that's number one. I, how about light it on fire this time? How about some dynamite? All right, so that's, that's number one. Number two is... I, I, if people will check out the, the Beyond Politics show, uh, former Congressman Hoed, my, my co-host and I, had his old colleague, the chairman of the Budget Committee in the House, the guy who's behind Build Back Better, John Yarmuth. He's retiring. He's from Kentucky. We had him on the show uh, about two months ago. And he, he made an observation, to your point about how hard this is to put together, that the only people drawing bright lines here were people who – or relatively new to the legislative process. People like Pramila J. Paul, the progressive leader, and AOC. But that more veteran people know that you've got to compromise. You, you've got to not have such bright lines. And that gets me to my third point, which is the only pessimistic note I would sound here is, you know, I do think it's going to be emotionally hard for people to get here. But just, just to suggest a thought exercise, if Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tomorrow stepped out with her platform and said, you know what, I'm excited. I'm excited about the things we can do. I'm not going to whine about the things that we can't do. All right, we can't. I'm letting go. Here are the three things that I want to get done. Joe, let's do it. I mean, progressives could actually get excited. Nothing is good or bad, but thinking makes it so. And there's still a lot that Democrats can get done that they should be awfully excited about, and more important, is really, really good for America. So it's not over unless they stand in their own way. Well, they will. We're Democrats, after all. It's what we do. It's what we do. But we're so good at it. I'll be talking to you. Great ideas podcast. Politics podcast. I think it's another one. Well, yeah, for New Hampshire listeners, there's Capital Close Up. That's a that's a New Hampshire show. But hey, it's good it's good for other folks too. People can find them on wherever they get their podcasts. Um, if you want to follow that on Twitter, that's a good way to do it. That gives you places to podcast for your business when you're on there. So follow that there. And uh, we'll probably have you back here before too much longer. In the meantime, have a good holiday for your Christmas and all that kind of good stuff. If I don't talk to you before the new year, we'll probably have to do a second scene for the new year after the first of the year. Fantastic. Merry Christmas, and let's hope 2022 is better than 2021. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Good talking to you. Have a good day. You too. Matt Robinson is uh, one of our contributing political analysts. He is a former campaign consultant.
So that's it for this discussion. You can find Howard Monroe on his podcast on the Watchdog Radio Network. Check that out wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening to Beyond Politics on WKXL. I'm Matt Robeson, and I do hope that you will subscribe to Beyond Politics and The Great Ideas Show and Capital Close-Up wherever you get your podcasts.